I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychax, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is fear is the basis of respect. In my consultations, I talk to many different folks from many different walks of life. However, one of the recurring themes in my consultations is disrespect. These men struggle with feeling disrespected, disrespected by other men, and disrespected by the women in their lives if they're fortunate enough to have any. And I often respond to this complaint, as I will do now, by sharing a brief parable. This parable comes from the Hindu tradition, and it kind of goes like this. Once upon a time, a cobra lived on the outskirts of a village. This snake had bitten several people who had subsequently died, so people came to fear and avoid the snake. One day, a monk visited the village, and the cobra confided in the monk. The snake complained, Monk, I'm so lonely. Everyone here is afraid of me. They avoid me like the plague. Please help me. What am I doing wrong? And the monk responded, Snake, the reason why people are afraid of you is because your bite is venomous and you're killing people. If you don't bite people anymore, you won't have this problem. And the snake nodded and said, Oh, okay, that makes sense. I'll I'll stop biting people. Yeah. And it slithered off into the grass. A week later, the snake returned to the monk and it looked terrible. It had a black eye and its tail was bent and someone had taken a chunk out of its side. And the monk exclaimed, snake, oh my goodness, what happened to you? And the snake replied, oh, monk, I followed your advice. I stopped biting people. But as soon as people figured out that I wasn't going to bite them, all of their fear turned into anger. They ruthlessly attacked me and I barely escaped with my life. I kind of liked it better when they just avoided me. This is much more painful. And the monk replied, oh, snake, I only told you not to bite. I never told you not to hiss. And that's the end of the parable. And this is the moral of the story. The point that people who struggle with this issue of disrespect need to understand is this. It's important for people to hear you hiss. If you present yourself as so meek and agreeable that you would never possibly bite anyone under any circumstances, then you're going to get it like the snake in the second half of the story. You might end up as everyone's personal whipping boy. They'll be angry with other people, but they'll take it out on you. Why? Because they wouldn't be so sure that the people that they're actually angry with wouldn't retaliate. In this way, you might actually end up absorbing a great deal of the pain and suffering that other people would like to inflict on others, but are too afraid to do so because of the potential consequences. But there apparently aren't any consequences to treating you with anger and disrespect. For whatever reason, probably due to your own judgments about anger and aggression, You have decided that implementing consequences is just not a possible outcome of this interaction. And this is part of the reason why family relationships have the potential to be the most dysfunctional relationships on the planet. People believe, on the one hand, that no matter what they do, there will always be a place for them in the family. And on the other hand, that no matter what another person does, they can't turn their back on their family. And let me tell you, neither one of those beliefs is true. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also 
hit the thanks button and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've received from this episode. I really depend on your support. It helps to make all this possible, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. In any case, hissing is important. This means that you are able and willing to communicate under certain circumstances that you are someone to be reckoned with. There has to be something in you that other people fear because, though we're rather squeamish to admit it, fear is the basis of respect. We respect people who have the power to hurt us, but who choose not to. I'll say that again. We respect people who have the power to hurt us, but who choose not to. I discussed this more in my episode, Don't Be Harmless, that the power to do good has the same root as the power to inflict harm, namely power. And a person who cannot harm, like someone who has no capacity for harm, generally is not someone who has the power to do much good. And if you can neither help nor harm someone else, then you are irrelevant at best and at the mercy of those who can at worst. Now, it's important to keep in mind that this capacity to harm doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It can be that, but it doesn't have to be that. The capacity to harm could be financial or relational or emotional. And it's the awareness that someone has the ability to hurt us in some way that motivates more kindly and respectful action relative to someone who we feel will never retaliate against us. This is why countries who participate in all kinds of treaties and pacts and alliances still have armies. It's not noble words and good intentions that keep people on their side of the fence. It's guns. And if you don't have guns, you'd better be able to harm others in some other way, like through their money which is how, for example, Switzerland has managed to stay neutral and sovereign despite centuries of war being waged around it. So the point is that in order to be respected by others, others must fear the consequences of their own aggression and disrespect. And this generally requires having some leverage over them. This could look like being bigger and stronger or being smarter and more cunning or enjoying professional superiority or shaping group opinion or controlling funding sources, or possessing another person's heart, etc., etc., in conjunction with the willingness to lean on that leverage as appropriate. And in general, just like an actual physical lever, the bigger the leverage, the less you actually have to lean on it to make people move. This is why Teddy Roosevelt's motto was to speak softly and carry a big stick. If your stick is big enough, you don't have to raise your voice or get angry, or make threats, or become aggressive. And that's because your stick will speak for you. To receive respect, you need to communicate to others that there is something in you to be feared. This isn't sufficient to receive respect, but without meeting this condition, respect generally doesn't occur. And this might be why King Solomon argued that the highest wisdom was to keep God's commandments and to live in the fear, the fear of the Lord. When people do not fear the consequences of their actions, they behave less wisely. So even wisdom, like respect, might require appropriate fear. Eliminating it entirely may not be to our benefit. Something to consider. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And 
If you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like the priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.